following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hi, this is Joe Delegata, and I was the artist for Tom Ford Redemption for Tanami. And you guys are listening to the Tanami Faithful Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Bob Scro, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... ASM Rod, Darrell Maddox. And... Mr. Toonami Faithful Podcast, Jim Nelson. Woo! Band's back yes. together again. Yeah. The Us gym has come back. no more. <laughs> Can we it just be us three and get rid of the Wii? <laughs> What's this Wii shit? <laughs> I'll be the Wii. Nobody plays the Wii anymore. Yeah, it's all, exactly. It's all about the Wii U. Wii yeah, Wii U. no, not really. <laughs> I wish it was, but consumers are idiots. Well, they, apparently if they it, could tell it the did really well on Black Friday, but too little too late, y'all. Yeah. yeah. If they could tell the difference between the Super Nintendo and the regular Nintendo, then why can't they tell the difference between the Wii and the Wii U? Idiots. Because it's not called the Super Wii. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, that might have or the sense. Super 3DS. Now that that one I cannot. As a guy who used to work at GameStop for a long time, that one is something I can. I just was so would you annoyed like by the the new new 3DS, a used new 3DS, a new 3DS, a used 3DS. Uh, I'm just gonna get him an iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Way to kill your own market, Nintendo. Seriously. Genius. Utter genius. Ooh, anybody uh, go out and score some good stuff? It was it was that weekend. Uh, um, Jurassic World was like $10 on Blu-ray. Yeah, Flash TV. it was. So I got that, of course. Mm. Uh, I got six Revs ticket, New England Revolution tickets for the price of four. And I just barely was able to fit nice. that into my budget. Because <laughs> nice. I, by all accounts, I shouldn't have. But I did. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I just hit up right stuff, man, with their... Um, oh, man, yeah. we'd be here all day if we were listing off all the anime you bought on right stuff. Dude, I ain't bought nothing but $184 worth, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just $184 <laughs> worth. Yeah, just made like 70 for seven video games this weekend, but <laughs> wow. Actually, actually, right now, um, Codebreaker and... Uh, both parts of Psychopaths are on sale on right stuff, so... I see what you did there. No Game, No Life went up on sale as of today, both the regular and the collector's edition. As of today, oh. November 30th. Well, I decided that I'm going to just go ahead and buy, do a second wave, like when I get paid again. <laughs> oh, so, man. So, That's yeah. But, All right, we're going to take the money away from Darrell. <laughs> dude. I could use you. some of that money. <laughs> hey, so, look at uh, you, you already seen your Christmas gift, so shut up. <laughs> And it's wonderful, thank you. You're welcome. So I also picked up Logic's CD, the one with Stephen Bloom doing voiceovers. It's good, <laughs> it's really good. I got it for about $7, and that's well worth $7. Hmm. I think it might still be for that price on iTunes, but it, probably it, not at Best Buy. It it's probably did really well. I don't know if it broke any records, but... <laughs> you, uh, you will definitely get a Tom and Sarah E-vibe when Thomas... 
Stephen Bloom's character is talking to the AI, which initially is a female voice, but they show that it can be, uh, it can sound like anybody, and they use that as a gag to have it talk as somebody else. But yeah, it's neat little interstitials between the songs, and the songs are good. Uh, it's crass. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of swearing, so bear in mind the uh, explicit warning on the label. Well. But, well, I, I definitely like the I definitely like the beats. It's good stuff. Well, it has to sell records, so yeah. <laughs> obviously that's that's Logic's you know <laughs> audience. So we I you know I would expect that. Yo, yo, respect your parents. <laughs> read a book, read a book, read a book. <laughs> um, Can I hit Paul with a book? No. <laughs> Preferably well, War and Peace, the hard. I was edition. I was gonna say, uh, if you're gonna hit somebody with a book, make sure it's something thick and not like Goodnight Moon or something. Oh hell no! <laughs> the War and Peace hardback edition always. How? Paesu Domine Domine's Requiem. Smack. <laughs> or to continue our conversation from today, Jarrell. Rut row. <laughs> no for you. <laughs> I must say, Something Sketch does the best uh, Scooby-Doo laugh I've ever heard in my life. So. Oh, thank you. All right, all right, all right. Enough about the chit-chat. Let's get to what we're really here for. Well, Drink what we're booze. really here for is to talk about Intruder, but also we decided to a decent amount of runtime in this week's episode with an interview with the artist on the recent Toonami comic, Tom Four. It's not a long interview, but there are some interesting things that we find out. So we're starting to connect the dots, so to speak, of everything. And apologies for some of the audio issues on that one. But... It was Paul's fault. No. No, it actually was not my fault. It was Paul's fault, people. Why am I? What am I? Oh, my God. I leave for a few weeks. You guys talk about audio problems. Why am I always having to straighten you guys out? I don't know. Because you're not here to record with ScreenFlow. Exactly. That's exactly the problem. Man, I can't even begin to tell you how much stupid stuff, like Audacity and all these recording programs have been doing to me lately. The Audacity. Yes, the audacity of audacity just straight up shut down today while I was editing something, just out of the blue, no no real cause for it. it I wasn't running a bunch of other stuff. It just it just crapped down on me. I don't. Know. <laughs> Luckily, it recovered what I was working on, but yeah, but lovely. All right. Yeah. So the meat of the program will be that interview, but before that, it's time for the Intruder Two episode recap. <laughs> Intruder 2, Episode 4. Tom Truder attacks Tom with his little blobs. Tom shoots several, but one lands on his left arm and eats through his armor. Tom Truder resumes attempting to breach Sarah's core. When questioned what he wants from Tom, he declares, To make you suffer, of course. Of course. Oh. He then proceeds to breach the core and block Tom from following him. Tom rushes to the elevator and asks Sarah if she can create a backup, but Sarah laments that the EMP fried all the other servers, so it doesn't look good. She tells Tom that she's being pulled offline. Her final scrambled words were, 
I can't see anything. Tom falls to his knees in grief. Mm. This was the shortest episode of all of them. Yes. Let me just say the elephant in the room. How many of you think that Dana and Jason are f***ing with everybody? <laughs> I know they are. Let me, raise, let me raise my hand right here. <laughs> Jason oh, has always down, said... Please, Paul, you stink. <laughs> Jason has always said he's not really into the trolling stuff, but he is into teasing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Some, some of those tweets make you think that they're putting one over on folks, but then again... There could be any number of reasons why Dana would not necessarily be able to continue the role. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be a clever way of changing up things, but I don't know. I I kind of have a theory. I, it came to me today, and I and I have a theory. I wasn't. I was going to really wait until after like episode six, so that I could see what else was going to happen. But we've all all of us here on this podcast all four of us right now um, have been here since the beginning, okay? Well, so, not me, really, but... Well, you <laughs> not me, technically, either. <laughs> well, well I've it depends, been it depends on what you think the beginning is. You know? Well, Multar was the beginning, but I mean, right after that was Tom 1. Oh, I thought you were talking about the podcast. Oh, you... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're talking about Watson <laughs> Tsunami. Ah. Yes, watching Tsunami. All of us have Well, okay, I kind of okay. started the year of Intruder, really. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about the podcast. My bad. <laughs> I did too, so it's it's not I apologize. I will make that I'll make that clear next time. <laughs> um Okay, so as we all know, we, we we don't know how Tom was created. And for that matter, we don't know how Sarah was created. Now as Sketch enlightened us, Sarah didn't start until the first intruder. So one can infer that maybe Tom One created Sarah as someone to assist him. Mm. And if this is if that is a correct theory and that is the way it is, then Tom One having that knowledge and being able to do that you would think within these 10 years made an assistant to help him hmm. now. Okay, fine. Yes. He's he's fused with the intruder. Um, so one might say, okay, well that's a stupid theory. Not really when all the bumpers are starting to fade into this red thing. And we still haven't seen what that is, but from what I've been hearing about the bumpers, they were like there was music to them. Some kind of music other than, you know, like what you were hearing from Parasite stuff. And then also, you know, they did shoot an EMP, but was it really just an EMP or was it another Sarah? Well, why would they? Why would they they do that? I don't know. Unless the intruder intends on taking over Tsunami and say, "This is my damn show," you know. But but <laughs> here, but here's the thing: if you think about it, he has to pull the Sarah that's off, pull the Sarah that's on the Absolution right now offline in order to put for this other Sarah to take over because it's as as she said, both Tom and her core were shielded. Hmm. So, in order for something else to take over, 
um, you have to take her offline. And if you've noticed, Sarah's been the one doing most of the controlling of the ship. Okay. I don't think... I mean, we'll see in the next episode, but... Yeah, okay, fine. Tom Truder, as Sketch has named him, may be able to control the ship from the core, but... If Sarah was controlling it as an AI, shouldn't doesn't Tom Truder need an AI to control the ship? Mm. And for a little bit, let's go a step farther. What's controlling the other ship? Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? I mean, that sh- yeah, that ship did come out of nowhere. You know, so I mean, you would think that that okay, if this Sarah is quote unquote dead and gone. Which, until you smash the, until I see Tom Truder smash the the hard drive, like Jason supposedly said on his ask, I don't really believe that. Then, if there is a different version of Sarah, this would be it, you know. And somehow Tom is able to access this version of uh, Sarah, and maybe is able to turn her, not from being evil Sarah, as I'll deem her, but then changing her so that way he's able to, you know, get out of this somehow. Sarah Truder. Right. <laughs> Sarah Truder. <laughs> well, no, that's a terrible that, name. that was Tom 1, and Sarah said that it was something that felt familiar, you know, maybe he still had those recognition codes, and, you know, what, Tom, you know, the old new Tom never did, you know, they never did switch those codes over, so, yeah, it's a possibility that Tom 1 could override those access codes and, you know, get into the core and do what he needed to do, though. Exactly. And well, see, it's uh, a thing, like, that's a thing, like, yeah, he was pounding on the door, but we never saw him smash through the door. Maybe he was actually a- able to access it. I don't know. Or maybe he just ate the door. <laughs> well, there's I that, think he too. ate the door. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, he more than likely ate the door because if he could eat through Tom's armor the way he did, then yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the intruder was able was able in the first intruder to to eat pretty much the whole ship. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously he can eat through the door. But I'm saying, you know, to what you're saying, Darrell, that's that's another theory too. Is you know, along with that, maybe he can corrupt. You know, he can corrupt the whole ship. You know, it's the whole it's the whole thing going. And Jim's on here, so this is a good thing. Using the whole Star Trek reference, you know. Maybe Star- that ship was a nor- was a warp nacelle. <laughs> that warp nacelle <laughs> well, no, no, no. If you if you watch enough Star Trek, you know that you can actually find the codes to different ships mm. in Starfleet in order to disable them. So, you know, that could happen here too because Tom One has the codes. One six three zero nine. God damn it, where is data when you need them? <laughs> but I love a short in the forge. <laughs> but I, I still think that, either way, I still think that they're kind of screwing with us. I do almost think that the possibility of a new voice actress, I think that might happen. Um, I do I think... You. Go ahead. Look, Sarah's had more <laughs> voices than Tom. Sarah's had like twice as many voices <laughs> as Tom. I'm just thinking Sarah's gonna probably get a new body there. Unless uh, oh. the only way I could, well, the only um, voice I could think of that would work the best for uh, Sarah, if you wanted a professional voice actress, Mary McGlynn. I think so. Well, people people were mentioning Wendy Lee online as well. 
Dude, you can't get Wendy Lee working, but dude, she's so freaking busy that ain't happening. Well, I mean, it's. I think if if we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest with, if we're gonna be honest, okay. Tsunami, when they want to bring Sarah back, wanted to have somebody uh, as Sarah, you know, and obviously Dana being there at Adult Swim made it easy, very easy for them to bring back Sarah in the first place. But, you know, I, I don't think that this was going to, you know, from the sounds of it, if Dana's not doing it anymore, we'll, we'll see going forward here. We have three more episodes left. You know, if Dana isn't doing it anymore, maybe this was just a temporary thing until they could find someone or have the budget to get a voice actress. And by the way, by the way, that being said, where did this theory about a whole new host and a whole new AI come out of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the f*** is that shit? Like, I, I'm sitting there going, that's what annoyed me the most online these last couple days was, where are you getting these new hosts? Are, are we back in the Cartoon Network Tsunami days again? Because yeah. maybe I'm hallucinating. Because there's they don't have the money to go out and animate a whole new host, a whole new... AI. Unless all of a sudden <laughs> Adult Swim Tsunami got some Cartoon Network money, because if that's the that's the case, uh Jason, you gotta be giving me some information here. Come on now. <laughs> I mean I, I I mean I don't think that they would deviate from Tom and they've made it pretty clear that they're not gonna leave get rid of Steve, so I mean I don't see Tom going anywhere. I mean it, we're on episode five now. This weekend coming up, I think they would have done. They would have killed off Tom by now. No, they're they're not intending to kill off Tom. Exactly. Here, here, allow me to talk a bit about the motivations of the intruder, because Jason was asked this question on Ask FM this week. <clears throat> James Puso writes in, "Question: If you can answer right now, last night kind of got me thinking." Just what is the intruder's beef with Tom? The first fight seemed like a pretty chance encounter. But Intruder 2 and the webcomic both clearly show a serious grudge. Is it really that he's just salty over Tom 2's escape? And Jason replied, The Intruder in some way absorbs the consciousness of things it digests. When it digested Tom 1, somehow his consciousness was absorbed and the Intruder, or this aspect of the Intruder, there are many, for the first time melded consciousness with another being. This led him to become obsessed with tracking down Tom 2, 3, 4, 5 and destroying them. Hmm. Who said that Tom 1 had a grudge? This guy! Interesting that he mentioned Tom 2, 3, 4, 5. What about 3.5? Yeah. <laughs> nah, Does 3.5 count? Nah, you know. that, that's just 3. <laughs> And also when he asked, because somebody thought that uh, the intruder had absorbed Sarah, he said he didn't absorb Sarah. He took her offline to hurt Tom. That's the whole point of this. He's trying to make Tom suffer however he can. And as shown in the preview, he maniacally says, Sarah was the first to pay the price. And now I have your ship and I'm saving you for last. Right. And he also said that he smashed that Tom Truder smashed the hard drive, which, you know, 
again, I, I would love to see a little bit more of the smashing of the hard drive that you speak of. <laughs> Tom Truder smash! I mean, <laughs> look, I, I understand. Look, okay, fine. Maybe, maybe the budget didn't let you have the amount of money to actually show certain things, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to believe that Sarah is completely gone until I actually see that from my own eyes. You know what I mean? So... That's why I'm. That's why I'm kind of reserved at the moment with that. And, and honestly, I don't. I don't want them to have a different actress. I like Dana. Dana yeah. does a great job. So unless it's her reasons for leaving, I don't want her to be replaced. Right. There. You know, it got me thinking too. Like a lot of negative things have been happening to Tom Five, and you know, after he said that, it got me thinking. And I don't think this is going to happen, but what if all of a sudden Tom 3.5 shows up out of nowhere? Because <laughs> we haven't talked, we haven't, you know, figured out how Tom 3.5 became 5, because that's the way it went. And also, if that's kind of still in limbo, that means that there's another absolution out there that could, you know, let's say Tom 5 decides, I'm getting the fuck off this shit. <laughs> I mean, if there was a distress signal, like we, I believe we mentioned this last time, uh, if Sarah—well, actually, this was on this was on Twitter. Somebody mentioned this. If Sarah had activated a distress signal before she went offline, you know, we could see Tom three point five show up. And by the way, they have all that stuff, so that's not much of a stretch because that probably wouldn't cost too much to put him in there. And that would be interesting to have three Toms in the same room. Oh shit! <laughs> Mind blown. Well, you're not the only one thinking that. <laughs> I mean, we, I, I mean, we could go. We could even go even as far as something that we that we would love to happen that would never happen. And the new AI is from a different side of tsunami. Oh yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> think we're gonna have any crossover with tsunami asia's that would be that would be funny though that, that would be awesome too i think my mind would be blown if that i happened. think most people would be like who what yeah <laughs> it's like is it nami on one piece <laughs> that's not nami that's not the nami i remember the nami i know has big boobs why are you talking in that tone i don't know but that's the way i want to talk right now because of the nami issue <laughs> Right. Well, you know, that's the usual geek fanboy voice right there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the geek fanboy voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Mr. Sketch. I talk like, like can this. A, can anybody do a good good uh, nerd from Robot Chicken? <laughs> uh, no, sir. I'm sorry. Not even when I'm drunk. Uh. <laughs> Bullshit. Thank you, Paul. No one day. <laughs> Take it. We have a talk of backs. Talk about some. <laughs> uh, first one from Alan Gamino. It's sad that we lost Sarah. It's up to Tom Five to save Toonami. Unless we get the Jackson Five and bring out Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is, did you guys find it interesting too that the intruder has only isolated himself to the body of Tom, the mutated body of Tom One, as we should say, and not the not parts of the ship this time hmm. yeah i noticed that it's interesting because it's like okay well so you're just on this part of the ship hmm okay 
Well, you know, the one thing I do miss is that no Clydes were sacrificed this time. <laughs> There's no Clydes around. I know, man, but still. Clydes had to go on welfare. Hey, technically Tom 3.5 has Clyde, so if he shows up. I don't know. I did, couple, I did see a couple of Clydes in the food stamp office, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Next talk back, please. Yep. Michael Cole Morgan writes in on the topic of what Paul previously said. How could you make Intruder 2 really epic? Get Tom 3.5, Tom 4, and Tom 5 to defeat Intruder Tom. Shut up and take my money! <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money right now, then. Um, let me answer that real quick. Tom 4 ain't gonna be showing up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, unless they got some good money there. They gotta animate that face somehow. Yeah, you don't have to show his face much. Mm, true. We don't want to see it. Maybe he could show up with like a mask over his face. <laughs> He's got to be like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I know it's you. Aw. Thought I'd, I'd surprise you. What about if we had a Scooby the game and then they just pull out. Tom Four? And I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you. Sean Aikens, it was you. <laughs> Old man Aiken. <laughs> I like this, not, this next topic. At Jericho Ya wrote in, I guess Tom versus 5, holding Tom Saga, is ready for Intruder 2. Well, he would have been if Tom 5 had the Tom Saga, as in that picture. But instead he had a gun that seems pretty useless. As always, it's a disco gun 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> At Baka underscore Ichigo, this week Tom and Sarah found out that the pullout method isn't a good thing. Hashtag. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tom got burned, literally. <laughs> Always strap it up, gentlemen. Oh, it. <laughs> uh, Michael Morse writes in, I'm sure the Toonami faithful were shocked by Sarah going offline. Yeah, but we figured bad things were going to happen. Yeah, I, I think we did say that one of the things that could happen is Sarah, something happens to Sarah, but, you know, at, at, you know, I don't know. Again, it, it's the way, if this was like Sarah's last hurrah, so to speak, that's kind of a lame way for her to go out. Just saying. Yeah, I, I guess, but it, it definitely has, like, some emotion to it. At the dollars writes in, and uh, this was mostly done in an image as spoken by Keanu Reeves. Like, what if they got rid of Sarah so they could make Sarah too? Just saying. <laughs> Minus well, five that would probably be Sarah five. three or four, actually. I mean, how how do we want to designate this? Okay, um, first Sarah, and then Sarah two was the body one. Wouldn't. This is Sarah. This Sarah be Sarah three. This would be Sarah yeah. three. So the next one would be Sarah four. Sarah four. Oh no! Well, Sarah already has a face. Yes. <laughs> They're gonna give Sarah a Thomas the Tank Engine face. No, how about you just be a Sarah? <laughs> no, we want to see Sarah with some big boobs. No, hey, maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a robot body, Sarah. Would you put your mind in a sexy female robot body? <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but you know, hey, it was a female, you know, hey, that works. Just, just keep Bender away from her. 
Oh no, dude! You can't let Bender do it, man. You saw what happened with him in the spaceship, man. <laughs> oh man! We did. Have- that's that's the best example of relating to tsunami. Like that that was like on the raunchy end. Like that would be the be- the worst example. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bender. Merge with me, Bender. <laughs> Merge with me, Tom. <laughs> Gamer for Life writes in, I feel Sarah will pull a Jarvis, place a backup of herself somewhere where Tom One can't find her. She will become the Vision. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's kind of what we've been talking about her in, you know, showing up in a new body and all that. But, right. Yeah. I don't know. I They said that all of the backup servers were fried, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's nowhere that Sarah could have sent a copy. Exactly. And also, also if we want to go even more in depth, where did this version of Sarah come from? Because when the Tom Five era started, she was just there. So there True. could be there could be a copy somewhere on whatever space station she was activated. Possible, possible. Oh, kind of the opposite of what you were suggesting, Paul. Where a another Sarah AI is piloting that other ship. What if this Sarah, in moments of desperation, managed to? shoot out a, a transfer of her files to that other ship. Hmm. What about uh, her sending the copy herself down to the um, station on the planet, though? I wonder if that's actually the same planet. I know. In the comic. It could be. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's just so many theories that you could go off of with this. Yeah, and that's how we end up talking more than a half hour about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> less than two <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, gonna, I, I mean, after this, I'm kind of like when we talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until like after episode six before I come up with like what my final conclusion is because it's like there's so many things that could happen that it's just like okay, you gotta wait to for like another episode or two before we can come to a conclusion. You know. Yeah. So. All right. Phantom Star 64 writes in, I was wondering if not having Sarah on Toonami could be a hint at the statement, Toonami won't be the same. Technically, Toonami's existed many times without Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom 3.5. <laughs> and another from Matthew Cole Morgan, I really don't know how to see Toonami without Sarah. She's as much a part of Toonami as Tom is. I agree. Yep. I also agree. And DBZ We09 writes in, Well, if the past is colliding with the present, when will Intruder 3 air? 2018? <laughs> mm. We'll see. Maybe. If there is... I don't... I kind of don't think there'll be another Intruder story, per se, but maybe. Maybe something to fill in the gaps, but they may not do an event for that. How about we just do an Intruder 2 movie? <laughs> And Blatch Zero writes in, It was very evil of DeMarco and company to have the most intriguing episode yet happen on the night of a marathon. <laughs> Tsunami's great when it comes to giving you cool shit to watch every week. Show lineups notwithstanding. <laughs> it was diabolical. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, what makes a DeMarco to DeMarco. Yeah, he gave you a reason to at least catch the first episode. Exactly. So, but, go ahead. 
No, I'm just saying I, I love the recaps with this because we didn't have that with the first intruder, so you can actually kind of get caught up on some stuff. Right. You. And if and if you guys have missed any episodes, you can go to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Tsunami Faithful channel. Uh, when you go there, the first playlist there is Intruder 2 and all the episodes, thanks to Caboose. So that way you guys can watch every single episode from beginning to what we have up to now. So if you've missed something or you're like, Wait, I gotta go back and look at this again. You can do you it. You want to get caught up? Exactly. Yeah, thanks. Three left. Yeah, thanks to Caboose doing that, and oh yeah, also a big shout out to CJ with his um last editorial with the Sarah stuff. Good job, man. Good job. Very interesting. Yes, if you haven't seen that article, you can go to tsunamifaithful.com. It's up there right now. Yeah, CJ does such a great job with this. Yes, he does. Um, I swear every. Every time I turn around, there's another one of his articles up there. I was like, "Jeez, man, slow down!" <laughs> no, do not slow down, sir. You are giving, you're actually giving articles with some serious content and meat. I mean, exactly. I mean, like chomping at the bits, man. It's actually meaty. Here you go. Here you go, Darrell. You get a Scooby snack. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I swear, man. I hate you, Paul. That's the second time I'm gonna drop the album tonight. <laughs> are you doing it on purpose, though? No, I'm not. <laughs> I highly doubt that. But anyways, um, whatever is going to happen next is going to be interesting. But please remember, guys, and I can't stress this enough, Toonami on Adult Swim is not Cartoon Network Toonami, which means they don't have oodles and oodles of cash. Not like the golden days. People. You're right. So don't expect these amazing new hosts to come out of nowhere or, you know, Sarah to have, like... <sighs> A perfect body or something. Just, just <laughs> let's wait and see what happens, okay? Unless I rob a bank and give the, the Demarco the money, like I said in the uh, interview, <laughs> it ain't happening. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Nice call back. Oh, that does it for our discussion of Intruder Two this week. So, before we move on to the main event, first we want to talk a little bit about the most recent week of Tsunami and this week on Tsunami. So, once again, we had another music video for a goodie in there, along with the Intruder 2 segments. Uh, this one was apparently a world premiere. And we had a Parasite Marathon, which is, interestingly enough, the first marathon that they've done that had the first seven episodes of a show. So, it's you had a chance perfectly. to see... Yeah, yeah, it really was. It allowed the viewers to catch it from the beginning up to the end of the first major event so to speak right which i think should help maintain people throughout the night but we'll see and it might have it might have uh, garnered us some more people watching it too yes hopefully new people came across it and they'll end up coming back in the weeks following possibly disappointed at midnight when they find that it's dragon ball z and not <laughs> whatever awesome show they were watching <laughs> but hopefully they they figure it out uh, I did see that the Adult Swim Twitter account retweeted somebody who said, thanks for playing Parasite, I don't normally watch anime. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why Toonami matters. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I'm talking about. So here are the choice talkbacks from the various things involving the Parasite Marathon. Fantastic Parasite Marathon last night, but such cramps this morning. That was from Mr. J. Hickman 
a voice actor at Sentai. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he's talking about food. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Who knows? And CJ writes in, Honestly, Parasite has the strongest OST I've heard in any anime I have ever watched. So good. I have to agree with that right there. Bold words. At MXA Ghost says, Now here's the part of Parasite I don't understand. Couldn't Tommy sue? Not knowing who the father is is not grounds for firing. Hmm. This is Japan, not America, Jack White. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. I kind of thought that that was the reason. Yeah. It's all about saving face in Japan. Yeah. All right. Jafis and Craig, always with a great talk back. Wow, Migi. Wall of Flesh sounds like a hentai title. I think it is a hentai. Yeah, Sam Clutters piped in and said, it actually is. See? See? My thoughts is Wall of Flesh is, sounds, yeah, Wall of Flesh sounds like a band name. Oh no, dude, that's straight up in time, man. With Wall of Flesh and Aquatic Danger Beast. <laughs> Headlining for Metalocalypse in the future. <laughs> Do everything for Death Clock. Absolutely. Oh, right, they're Death Clock, not Metalocalypse. Mm. Bad sketch. Bad. It's okay, Darrell with the save. <laughs> I love the save. Darrell with the save, thank you. Great to relive Parasite. It's a great show. Uh, certainly worth watching more than once. I so, know. Uh, and you got to see the uh, Parasites do the nasty. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> Not really. And wow, those bumpers got really, really weird. <laughs> Shit got real, man. I mean, it was like an acid I, trip. That's it's like it's thing. just, it, it feels like off the air. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's something behind that. So, I mean, what is doing that? That's behind that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's just a stylized thing. I'm very curious to see what the bumpers look like next week. Are we gonna have Tom Truder hosting the block? <laughs> we might just have that. That'd be kind of funny <laughs> and awesome. Yeah, I I would be amused. I would be amused. Oh, yeah, we haven't brought this up yet, but apparently Tom Truder is voiced by a layering of Sonny Strait and Steve Bloom. Hmm. That's interesting. I, <laughs> maybe they felt like Sonny didn't sound menacing enough by himself. <laughs> maybe. Which, that I can buy because, you know, he usually <laughs> plays the, the trickster kind of characters. So Yeah, he could do some deep voices, but he's not usually like a deep maniacal evil yeah, he's not he's he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's like really menacing but then again he was koro sensei and he could sound pretty menacing in that role oh hey there you go the intruder's koro sensei now <laughs> well that does it for our discussion on this week in tsunami now it's time for the main event and welcome to this Toonami Faithful Exclusive. And today we have somebody that I think you guys are going to be interested in listening to and hearing questions that we're going to ask because it involves the Toonami comic. But before I, before we introduce our guest, uh, I also have Sketch here. Hello. 
And uh, we're very excited to uh, be interviewing this gentleman right here. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, sir. Hi, uh, my name's Joe Delegata, uh, and I'm in Illinois, living in the Boston area. And uh, very happy to be on the show today. Thank you. How did you get started in uh, art, comics, whatnot, all of that? Uh, that goes back to when I was, you know, very little. I always drew as a kid. Uh, when I was very young, my dad would keep me busy by drawing pictures of Fred Flintstone, you know, with me sitting down watching him. And I think I kind of just uh, took the drawing from there. And when I was, you know, kindergarten, first grade, even maybe younger than that, uh, I was always drawing stuff from like the Nintendo Power magazines that used to be out back in the day. Um, I'd just open pages and draw random stuff that I would see in the in the magazines. Uh, anything pretty much cartoons or Nintendo related, I would just try to draw that stuff all the time as a kid. And I just kept up with it through the years until until high school. And then I started kind of, kind of trying to find a spot to where I would go post-high school. I didn't really think a conventional college was my sort of line of work. So I worked for a couple of years after high school and found a place called the Joe Kubert School of Art down in uh, New Jersey. And they focus mainly on a uh, comic book illustration. So there's no like science courses or math courses at the school. It's just all drawing courses uh, five days a week for a full school year. And it's a three-year program. So I attended there in 2004, graduated from there in 2007. And I've just been doing kind of like freelance here and there since 2007. Hmm. Interesting. What books have you worked on? Uh, this was the first issue I've ever done. Huh. I, I, I turned down a lot of work. And uh, it's, it's, not, it's not something I'm really proud of. But certain projects, they, they get uh, passed along to me. I tend to turn them down for a few reasons. One, if I'm not interested in something, and I don't want my art to kind of reflect my disinterest in a project. Mm. So I, I won't take on stuff that I'm not fully on board with. And also, it's it's a bit tough to to draw, you know, comics. Uh, it's it's a, more than a full-time gig for most people. Uh, lawn days, you know, it's not like a nine-to-five type job for most guys. Some guys can do it that way, but it can be, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week just to get a project like this done. Mm. Um, so with me having, like, student loans and bills to pay and things like that, consistent money kind of in the forefront for me. So I work at a job, or I should say a night job, um, for my regular pay. And mm. sometimes I, I have to turn down work because I would have to, you know, quit my night job just to get something completed. But this, uh, this tsunami gig came along right at a really great time. Uh, my, my daughter was just born two and a half months ago. And it was right around the time that I got called up through a friend of mine, seeing if I wanted to do this gig. And I was able to take paternity leave from work. So I took about six weeks off and I used that time to work on this book. I didn't have to quit my job and 
I was getting paid for this while I was working on it. So the money I made on the Tanami gig kind of supplemented my uh, my paychecks from my night job. But uh, I have I have had some stuff published here and there, mostly indie work. Um, I've had some pinups and some other comics, uh, some short backup stories. There's a comic called Atomic Robo that I had done a four page backup story in a number of years ago. Um, I've had a pinup in a book called the, uh, the legend of Luther Strode. I believe it was one of those, it's a three, three volume set, but I think the second volume I had a pinup in one of the books. Um, I've done some illustration work for a friend who writes novels and sometimes he'll need like illustrations to accompany some of his, uh, some of his stories. So I've done some some work like that here and there, some book covers, some album covers for local bands. So I've done some various uh, various works over the years. Hmm. Interesting. You said that you got this through a friend. How did that all come together? And uh, when it was sent to you, were there any materials that you used to reference? So the first part, um, I... I... I have uh, several friends that, that work in the comic business. Um, some guys work more in comics. Other guys work more in like animation and stuff that's out in L.A. But a very, very great friend of mine, his name is Sean Crystal. He's a comic book illustrator. Uh, he knew I was uh, that we were about to have a baby soon, and he had kind of passed my name along to another friend of ours named Lee Lowridge who actually colored the, uh, colored the story and he actually co-plotted it, co-wrote it with, uh, with the writer, uh, John Proctor. But Lee had contacted me saying, Hey, I know you got a baby coming along. Um, would you like some work? And I thought it was a good time and a great opportunity. And it was a, seemed like a fun gig. He also allowed me a lot of freedom on this, this project. Uh, obviously I had to stick to, you know, what the characters looked like and stuff like that. But he gave me a lot of freedom with, uh, with the script and how I wanted to interpret some of the panels. That's how I got the gig. And as for the, uh, the second part of your question, Lee had given me some, some reference stuff that he had gotten, I believe from Cartoon Network slash Toonami that, uh, he had emailed me. They were mostly just screenshots of uh, stuff that, that they had already done with, uh, with Tom and the gang. Um, mostly just like the commercial break stuff that they do on Toonami. But uh, nothing, I, didn't really, I don't think I got anything too uh, confidential as far as I know. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, probably not. We, we yeah, figured probably you, not. you probably got screenshots of uh, of the characters, some maybe some models that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it was it was limited amount of stuff. Um, I did end up. I usually do a lot of reference searching on my own, and uh, I just googled, you know, Tom. What was this? Or I believe. Yeah, um, Tom four. Tom when Moore. I originally got the script, I thought I was doing the most re- – actually, I thought I was doing the, the – the, 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 I think the first Tom. Was that the one with the the very bulbous belly and the <laughs> – Yeah, that was the first Tom. Yeah, that the was little, the first uh, 
nuclear fallout symbol on his stomach, I believe. Yeah. 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 I, th- I thought that I was going to be drawing that one. So when I first started doing my sketches, I was prepping for that, Tom. And then when I had sent some stuff into Lee, he said, uh, you know, it looks great, but we're going to do this version of Tom. So I was actually pumped because even though I changed what he looked like a little bit, I, I liked that Tom better. I thought it was kind of fun how he had that fin on his head and he had the little ear pieces and I did have to kind of stretch out his proportions a bit because I don't think I would have been able to draw him running or interacting with uh, Flash if I had kept him that stubby. Mm. So that yeah. was some of the liberties that I was allowed to take with the uh, with the project. Well, I got to say, you made Tom Four look more badass than he ever has. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think a couple people had uh, said that on Twitter, and I was... I was very, very pleased to hear that. I was, I wasn't sure how people were gonna react to it because I, during some of my my reference searches, I had heard some people talking about how they hated the uh, that design, not not the one I had done, but the one that Toonami put out for him. It, it wasn't a popular design. That's pretty yeah. Uh, <laughs> it might have ended the block. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the first time. <laughs> it's still on. I think I even came across a video of an interview, and it was like a, a top, a top ten, top twenty type interview with a couple of the, the creators of Tsunami, I believe. And they were in front of a green screen with uh, the the background was, I think, one of the the spaceships that Tom was riding in. Yeah. But I think someone had asked him why did why did Tsunami get canceled or why did why did this thing get get put off? And I think their answer was Tom Four. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> we interact with those guys a lot. Oh yeah, con. So yeah. I mean, yeah, Tom Four certainly had fans, but he he was vastly underappreciated. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> what I got from my way. research. And, you know, I don't think it was anything against Flash or D either, but a lot of people like Sarah better. So okay, yeah. yeah so I mean, I think that kind of did it too, but. Those guys I really didn't have a problem with. I mean, they, they kind of just matched up with what Tom was doing at that time. But, gotcha. You know? Yeah. So I, I guess we have to ask the obvious question. I mean, you, you said that you were interested in this project when it was given to you. Um, were, were you a fan of Toonami before this, before you got it in your hands? Uh, to be honest, I was never really big into um, – I mean, I watch, I watch Cartoon Network all the time. I mean, I'm a 31-year-old child. Um, I've been watching Cartoon Network for a long time now. Um, Adult Swim is is usually uh, my fall asleep TV. Um, Saturday nights, I'm not normally into anime. There's a few that I really appreciate. There's a lot that I I really like in some of the the programs. When they had on years ago, the Fooly Cooly stuff, Mm -hmm. um, that I really liked. It was just so wild and ridiculous. And the animation was just incredible. The art style was great. There was one that was on a few years back. I don't recall the name of it. You guys might know, um, but it was more on the creepy side. There was a kid with rollerblades and a baseball bat. Paranoia agent. Yes, that's the one. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Is One Piece on Toonami? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, it currently okay. is on Toonami. Okay, yeah. Um, and a props bit of that for liking One Piece. <laughs> I, I like, I just like, it's one of those things, again, where the, the wildness of it, I really appreciate. Um, yeah. 
and I, I don't I don't think Gurren Lagan was ever on Toonami, was it? It was. Okay, that one probably takes the cake for me. I think that one is probably my favorite. Excellent choice. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Have you taken a crack at, at drawing One Piece or Gurren Lagan characters? Uh, years ago when I had first seen Gurren Lagan, I had drawn the little... Uh, I, I don't keep up with the names of the characters, really. I'm terrible at that. But the actual robot, the robot head. The oh, okay, one. yeah. Um, I had just for fun drawn a, a small drawing of him that I I think I cool. sold at a show a number of years ago. Someone just bought it. Um, when kind I of saw reminiscent of Bodoc, isn't it? A little bit, yes, a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more into to uh, comics than the anime stuff. Um, as a, as a kid, I was into Marvel big time, Spider Man stuff like that. I was really into. As I got older and when I went to school. I got more into some of the the less mainstream stuff, uh, more moody stuff, less action, and that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Mm. Yeah, I saw some Hellboy drawings on your DeviantArt. Yes, yeah, Hellboy is a huge influence. Uh, Mike Mignola's work, some of my favorite. He's uh, he heavily affects my art style. Uh, mm. Trying to do my best to uh, bring more of myself into it. And I think with each project, I get a little bit closer to that goal. I can definitely see the inspiration. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty apparent. Now you had reference materials for all the pre-existing characters, but did you come up with the design for the Intruders' mech suit? Yes, I did. Um, I did. I I came up with that on the spot. I uh, they kind of left that up to me. I mean, in the script, it just said that he had inhabited some kind of some empty robot suit uh, kind of poured himself into it, I guess. And mm. that's why I kind of had like the, the, the ooze kind of dripping from some of the seams in the suit. But yeah, that was those last five pages. I drew pages 16 to 20. Um, I had an incentive to get the project early. So I was pulling an all night, a day and a half, maybe two days, close to two days, trying to get those last five pages done. Those five pages were both um, drawn and inked in about a 23-hour span, and I had to come up with something real quick for uh, the intruder's suit. It's it's nothing fantastic. It's, it's pretty basic, but uh, I, I thought it kind of fit with the other guys in terms of what their, their style was and what their robots looked like. Not robot suits, but look like if i could ask um so you said that you were working on this for that six week period was it was that as long as you worked on this or did it come back to you and you worked on it a little bit more after that uh no i as soon as i got the project i started on it and uh i think my my deadline was october 23rd and like i said i had an incentive to finish any any time before the 23rd, I uh, I kind of got like a little bit of a a pay bump, so I I did my best to get it in early, and I managed to get it in on the 22nd. So I think I got the project mid September, maybe maybe the 15th, 14th, something like that. Of this year? The, yes, of this year. So September, uh, mid September to mid to late October I, I had to do the project and I worked on it uh 
just about every day until I got it done. Uh, there was a couple days early on with having the new baby, you know, having family visit and stuff like that. I had to take a couple days off, but I pretty much worked on it every day hmm. for that uh, for that five six weeks. Okay, well that explains why I didn't come out till now. <laughs> yeah, again in my research, I I had seen a couple of comments on some some uh, web pages uh, that had to do with tsunami about someone saying that. Uh, I guess the project was supposed to be out a long time ago. Um, and I think I might have spilled the beans when, when I had said that you know, I, I had just worked, got the job back in September. And I think someone had an aha moment where they were like, oh, I thought this was supposed to be out, you know, like a year ago or possibly sooner. I think well, we from have a... our understanding, it but went that was through all, a lot of script changes. A lot of script changes. For... I understand, and yes, with me talking with uh, with Lee, who uh, helped me out get the job and everything, uh, I believe he told me that they had kind of pitched this a long time ago to Toonami, and with anything in Hollywood or TV or kind of comic production, a lot of it is a hurry up and wait situation. Um, right. You have you have a lot of people that got to approve stuff. Budget's got to be approved. Uh, they got to make sure the story works. There's also rewrites and edits, like you guys said. Um, and I believe their initial storyline was very close to the Intruder 2 story that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to use it as they had written it because it was too close to what they had planned. So they had to, to do a rewrite on it and make it a little bit different from the, the current stuff that's going on right now. And then I believe they did have to wait until there was an approval for a budget. And uh, usually stuff like that comes late in the uh, calendar year around September. I think they finally got the okay. Lee told me that as soon as he got the okay from Toonami, that's like the day he called me for the Mm. job. So I think he could only work as fast as uh, as they were allowing him to, I guess. Right. Uh, any idea when he got started writing the script? Uh, well, not Lee, but uh, Proctor. Lee and John? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't know that information. Uh, it probably was. I, I would have to guess it was probably... It might have been this year. Yeah, it might have been early this year, or it might have been a year ago, depending upon, you know, again, yeah. as we know they had to put the comic in with the budget for Intruder 2. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's probably what it is. We have some questions to ask Jason now. <laughs> yes, we certainly do. <laughs> um, actually, that's, that's a good question, too. Have You guys, you didn't have any interaction with anybody from Toonami then? I did, I did not. Um, any, any Toonami conversations were done through Lee. Lee kind of, you know, kind of took the... Uh, took the wheel for this whole gig. He, uh, he's friends with John and he, the, you know, the two of them co-wrote it. And then Lee picked me up to do the artwork. He found Jared to do the lettering. You know, Lee colored the project himself. Lee's, Lee's been working in comics for several years now. And he's been, he's colored so many comics over the years. And it was, uh, it was really awesome to have the opportunity to work with Lee and have him color my stuff. Normally, um, I work on my own projects in my free time, 
So I, most of the work that I do is all in black and white, and I rarely ever see it colored. So it was nice to see what my work looks like with a professional coloring it. Uh, actually, since you've been on Twitter, because you, you, you did come on Twitter once the comic was out and say, hey, you know, this is, you know, I did this and, you know, let me know what you think, blah, blah, blah. Um, how, how have the responses been? How has, um, has even like Jason DeMarco, for example, like said something to you on Twitter at all about it? Um, is, is Jason like the, the head guy over at Toonami over there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've I, I started following him once I found out who he was. Um, Clark Nova I, one. I think he might be the one I'm thinking of, but there is a, there is a gentleman who who is involved with Toonami and on a he answers a lot of questions like Toonami related stuff. So I'm pretty sure it's the same guy we're talking about. Yeah. But um, I did comment a few on a few things uh, that that he had posted about it. I shared some links that he had posted. Um, I was interested in the fact that he has a Dodge Challenger. If this is the same person that we're talking about, I'm a bit of a Sounds car right. guy. Yeah, I love cars, so he uh, that kind of caught my eye, and I had a little bit of a conversation about cars with him briefly. But um, yeah, I, I just did my best to try to promote it. Um, I've I've heard a little bit of uh, comments in the reviews of it. Nothing nothing huge. Uh, all been positive so far, which is really nice. Um, but also, I don't, I don't have too many followers on Twitter yet. Um, oh, you will after this. Don't worry. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, we may, we may have to we may have to be like, so Joe, what are you doing? Maybe draw something for us. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could probably arrange something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I'm not sure if it's just uh again I don't really know too much how twitter works if it's if it's more people pay attention if you have a lot of followers or if it's just you throw stuff out there with no followers and people still pay attention to it but well everything uh, below celebrity level you kind of have to bring your own content and then people will follow you if they like it gotcha gotcha but of yeah. course, if a celebrity gets a Twitter, they're like, "Oh my gosh, pay attention to me, acknowledge me." <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I really, uh, I, I was glad that you guys uh, got in touch with me, and because uh, again, it's it's more people that I can meet out there, and it's it's always nice to to meet people who enjoy you know the stuff you're working on, and it's cool that uh, you guys do something like this for the the tsunami community no content and you know reviewing stuff it's and I'm, i know i'm pretty sure you guys just do this out of the love of it you know i appreciate anybody who has a passion for for anything really and you know takes time out of their day and you know their work schedule to provide stuff for other people to enjoy you know it's it's a really great thing before we let you go um mm -hmm. what, are, what are you currently working on what can people look uh look forward to seeing from you I've been working on a project of my own for a number of years now called The Diver, and it's a kind of World War II adventure book about a deep-sea salvage diver, but there's also a lot of uh, kind of paranormal stuff involved. There's ghosts, there's monsters, there's sea creatures, there's witches, um, along with fighting Nazis and you know, cool submarines and 
all sorts of stuff like that. But that's like my my personal project, my my baby that I've been working on for quite a while now. Um, that stuff can be seen on my DeviantArt site, and from time to time, I'll, I'll post on Instagram process shots of the drawings I'm working on. I usually process the pages I'm working on, sketches, ideas, and stuff like that on Instagram. Uh, from time to time, I'll post on Twitter as well for the the crew that's over there, that you know, the, the few that follow me. <laughs> right. And I have another project I'm working on with a close friend of mine who is a writer. He's been getting into comics the past couple of years, and we've been slowly working on, I've been slowly working on his project, I should say. Um, right now, it's got a title called Bent 8, but I'm not sure if that's going to be the final title. Um, but it's it involves a greaser who uh, kind of can't let go of the past. That's about as much as I can tell. I know there's nothing really there in that comment but i don't want to give away the rest of the story because after that i'd be spoiling a lot of stuff <laughs> well, we don't want you to do that thank you <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of your social media and everything where can they find you on twitter uh you said you had a deviart um where can they find you and all that stuff uh deviantart is just uh boston dash joe on deviantart um I believe Twitter, it's just at Joe Delegata. I believe Instagram is the same, Joe Delegata. It might be Joe underscore Delegata. As you can tell, I'm terrible with this stuff. I don't even know my own my own links. I'm a horrible person. Um, but I'm sure if you just Googled my name, uh, all that stuff should come up. And um, you're also selling uh, the art that you did on the comic. Uh, where can people go to get that and uh, help you out? Oh, um, yeah, I've, I've sold a few pages already. Um, the cover's already sold and all that stuff, but I, I do have several pages still left. Um, my, my email is copper collar illustration, uh, collar like a shirt, copper like the color or the metal, um, copper collar illustration at hotmail.com. That's my email. And uh, anyone who is interested in any, any of the pages, uh, they can contact me. Uh, I have a price list already up for them, but I'd be happy to share with anyone who uh, questions about them. I ship the stuff in the U.S., uh, shipping included with the prices that I have already. Uh, if anybody outside of the U.S. is interested, I would have to adjust the shipping on that. But okay. um, I'm looking to sell sell the remainder of them. And we'll, uh, we'll try so, to make that happen, sir. <laughs> cool. I would I would. Really appreciate that. Don't don't be too surprised if there are some internationals out there. <laughs> uh, you know what? I I, I wouldn't be. Um, I, I have I have some collectors out in France, and uh, which is really nice to have some people in other countries actually interested in my work. So, um, I, I am happy to to ship my artwork to other countries. Well, we'll try to get we'll try to help you out on that. Well, thank you, Joe, for coming on. We sure appreciate it, and hopefully, we'll get all this. Uh... We'll get all those pages sold for you. And guys, I really appreciate this. Um, you know, it means a lot. And uh, had fun doing it. Thanks. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, good job on Paul for sending that up right quick. Thank you. I try. And he's already got his next target in mind. My, don't, don't you mean our next victim? 
I'm not going to call him a victim far. yet. <laughs> well, if Jarrell's on, he'll be the next victim. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, on the previous episode, we asked you, the listeners, what you wanted to see replace Michiko and Hachin, or what you thought might replace Michiko and Hachin, and some of you have chimed in. So, here are those talkbacks. Tony Bermudez writes in, I'd like to see an anime on Toonami before it's airing in Japan, like Space Dandy. Wouldn't yeah, we all? Yeah, that was a very special case, though, if you remember. Yeah. It, maybe it, it certainly was. Maybe Attack on Titan Season 2. That would be yeah, yeah that, that could happen down the line. I'm still kind of thinking, and I'm not entirely sure if Adult Swim would ever even want this show, but maybe Funimation made a strong enough pitch for Adult Swim to pick up Dimension W for a simulcast. But... Dimension W kind of sounds like a common Rider series or something. Ah. Well, it definitely looks like a show that's made with Western audiences in mind mm-hmm. for the protagonist that looks right out of Bebop or Champloo. Mm. <laughs> as long as they don't uh, try not... too hard to make it uh, appeal to the West, because when you, if you look at a lot of uh, games from like five years ago that tried to do that, because um, they were always talking about appealing to the West, appealing to the West. None of them did. <laughs> so <laughs> That is a, a moderate concern. The one thing that gives me pause on thinking that Adult Swim would even go for that deal is it's not like Studio Bones or IG is involved with this production. So I, I, don't, I don't think they would necessarily trust that this will go off without a hitch. Like, at least with... Uh, previous things they they had the name attached to it they had the studio attached to it to you know kind of sell them on the concept that this is worth doing and who knows right maybe they're willing to take that risk and you know more power to them if they do why not overlord a one punch man <laughs> overlord <sighs> overlord ended really badly <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily want Overlord, but I do want One Punch Man. Who yeah. doesn't want One Punch Man? People who have no taste. <laughs> people who hate fun. <laughs> fun. Yes, people who hate fun don't want One Punch Man. Because so. I love his friggin' his hoodie, man. <laughs> that hoodie is awesome. Oh, pie. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So, more reasonable expectations. Uh, this... This uh, from Derek Sikonik. Actually, these are both from Derek Sikonik, huh? Well, his reasonable expectation is, I feel Jormungan replaces Michiko and Hachin. And then I assume this is a joke. Obviously, the show that should replace Michiko and Hachin is Monster Musume's dub. <laughs> <laughs> this is Derek we're talking about, so he was probably dead serious. He might have been. I believe he was, man. You know, that, that guy's yeah. once... Yeah. Uh, he goes to... He's in North Dakota. They're weird people up there. be a stretch. <laughs> definitely be a stretch, Monster Musume. Definitely would be a stretch. Monster Musume is Monster, pretty much... It's softcore hentai. <laughs> if Monster Musume is a stretch, then um, Madoka Magica should be a shoo-in. <laughs> Good point. On that topic, Jim, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I'm going to go with my old standbys. Uh, I always say Madoka Magica. Um, mm-hmm. 
Magi is always uh, on that list as well because, well, that's a fantastic show. Um, although both of them might have a little bit too much talking and not quite enough action because Magi has a lot of political intrigue of the world that it's in. But I like it because um, Magi builds its world in a very compelling and effective way. Um, of course, I mentioned One Punch Man earlier because, like... It's One Punch Man. What do you want? <laughs> um, we want One Punch Man. That's what we want. Exactly. Um, aside from that, um, the only other one I can think of is Log Horizon. Hmm. See, I said that one too. Yeah, Log Horizon is good. It's very good. Yeah. And yeah, it uh, oh, would be on that, interesting to uh, on that same uh, thing as well. Uh, that same um, thread also. Um, Excel World. Damn, you, you read my mind on that one, Chill. Yep. Okay. That's what I do. It would be interesting to see Long Horizon show up because that would be like the total takeover of Sentai. <laughs> Sentai? It would be the Sentai Power Hour at that point. Well, everybody's like, uh, where's Sentai? Power and then everybody's going to complain, there's too much Sentai. You know? Uh, that <laughs> I think it but the thing is, like we always say, Sentai has so many fucking jewels when it comes to anime. It's just so much you can go for. Hell, if I could give an infinite Stratazone, I would be a fucking happy camper. That would be amusing. <laughs> but I really want to make, though. Oh, by the yeah. way, there is a talkback I want to... Well, I can't really... I guess I can read it, but it's more of a visual one. I actually retweeted it on Toonami News. It's uh from Eddie... Christian Soto. It has a picture of Liam Neeson with a cell phone in regards to this whole intruder thing, and it says, I will find her and bring her back myself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with Liam Neeson on that one. I might rearrange where that is in the show. <laughs> if I remember to. You won't. Probably not. Okay. And it was Thanksgiving weekend. So that it was. Let's talk about food. Oh well, you saw what happened. Just can't I did. My gosh, man, that that macaroni and cheese. You may as well order some heart attack with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tweeted it out. I even sent. I think I sent you a text and Jim a text. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so good. good. Delicious. Oh yeah, my man. My yeah. I I ended up having three different turkeys this weekend. There was the one that we had with the family dinner, and then I went to my other grandmother's house because she and my aunts had another turkey with the other side of the family, and they had like weird like, Cajun spice turkey and other kinds of weird spiced turkeys, like two different kinds. I don't know. And then just the other day, because my mother likes her turkey a certain way, she made another turkey, and I came over and had a... Uh, had that and it was delicious. <laughs> Damn, I should have came. I should have came to your house. Cajun yeah, fried turkey. Hmm. Should have. Okay. Oh, I feel like I don't get tired of turkey very quickly, so that, that's good. But you know whose house I really wanted to go eat at? My gosh, Jason DeMarco talking about having a full turkey dinner and an Italian meal on top of that. Oh, jeez. Oh. I would have kicked amazing. down the door, man. No, a lot we kicked down the door for that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what Jason's response would be like? 
Not you again. <laughs> dude, not if I got booze in hand, dude. Yeah. I don't come in the hand. No, you know what? I'm not like you, dude. you know what would be a good response is if Chase was just like, did you bring the money? <laughs> did you bring the money? <laughs> From the bank like, heist? Exactly. Thank you. I don't know nothing about a bank heist. I was like, hold on, Jason. You see that black bag right there? Where's my food? <laughs> He's like, Jason, be like, you may now enter. <laughs> may now enter the realm of the Lich King. One, Unfortunately, one must once wonder you what enter. the den of the Lich King actually looks like. <laughs> I yeah. imagine many animes. But apparently, uh, you know, he is... has a lot of stuff at work, but I don't, I don't think he has that much stuff at home. Kind of probably depends on what the misses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What, what would you? What were you gonna say, Jim? Uh, the problem is, once you enter the realm of the Lich King, you can never leave. No, he'll kick you out eventually. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> well, you, you start. You start asking questions about Toonami, He'll kick you out right quick. <laughs> Unless he gives you permission to ask questions about Toonami. He won't. <laughs> well, okay. I guess we're special then. <laughs> Shh, Paul, don't give away our secrets. Okay. Well, we just sacrificed uh, Arthur, so that's how we got in. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Well, going along with the talk of Thanksgiving, found an amusing Toonami talkback directed at us. Now, at polls on Twitter, seems to have uh, polls. That, that's what they do. And they put out a poll. And Jasper underscore Quasar, at Jasper underscore Quasar, directed this at us, noting the uh, amusing comparison to Sword Art Online 2. Question. Should you flirt with your hot cousin during your Thanksgiving meal? 78% said no. You. 22% said yes. That 22% probably was from Arkansas. <laughs> probably. No, they were from Arkansas. Or Mobile. Or Mississippi. Yep. Thank you, Jasper, for sending that our way, because it was amusing. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and give you a story about that That one right there. That has actually happened within my family, man, because... Uh, somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> somebody didn't know that that was a cousin. I was like, hey, you oh, know, Lord. that's all right. Oh, so it's like in that Weird Al cover of uh, Complicated. Dude, I sat up there and I laughed so hard. I was like, that's your cousin, you jerk. <laughs> Dude. That was us supposed to know we were both related. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just to see the friggin' distraught and pain and that because that cousin was a jerk in his eyes, I <laughs> saved every friggin' moment of it. And then he got over it, I'm, I imagine. Got over it. Quick. Eventually. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Hopefully, you didn't destroy that family. Yeah. No, I didn't destroy the family, you know. He's just like, who that is? I was like, that's your cousin, you jackass. Speaking of polls, I put one up on uh, Toonami News about Intruder. And it's interesting because I didn't mention this during the, uh, during the Intruder segment, but. Um, I believe it was 78% said that they don't think that Sarah is dead. Hmm. Well, we have faith. 79%, I'm sorry. 79% think that she is not dead. Uh, 21% say she is. So, we shall see. 
And I want to make a correction to a uh, previous uh, statement on a previous podcast. When Frank Fomento gave us suggestions for uh, how to do changes to the show, I misread his request for us to continue doing uh, Tsunami Talkbacks for shows. I misread his request for us to do recaps. He did not say do more than two. He said do no more than two. That makes a big difference. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. I, I, I apologize for reading that incorrectly. I am a dum-dum. I, I do think that we probably will not do any more than two because it just it, it will drag this podcast on and on and on. But, but Paul, what if the show that replaces Michiko and Hutchins a big deal? Well, obviously we're going to have to do it. But I mean, like... I'm not sure I like how you said, obviously we got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it's if the next one's Gundam Iron Blood Orphan, I think we're fucked. <laughs> well, it'll be with no lube for you anyway. <laughs> you know what? Well, um, if it if it means getting uh, violated by Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, then that's something I will not have too much of a problem with. <laughs> I'll just ask that it be gentle. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans is anything but gentle. It's a Gundam series. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make no bones about killing people in that show. Well, then again, that's kind of par for the course for some Gundam series. For most, actually. There's mm-hmm. just a few Gundams that give people the wrong idea. Yeah. That will do it for the show this week. Yay. We hope you enjoyed the interview and our discussions. And I'll give it to Paul to do the usual. All right. Well, folks, if you want to email us, email us. It's uh, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please, if you guys want to do your talkbacks, you can do it there. If it's going to be longer than a tweet, do it there. Um, also, if you want to bitch and you have some complaints, please do it there. Don't do it on Twitter because we're, we're just going to call you out on it probably. I don't know. But yeah, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com is our email. Uh, you can re- you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, as usual. Uh, please do give us a rating on iTunes. That is very important to us, as well as Stitcher, if you guys listen to us on the Stitcher app, which is for both iPhone and uh, Android phones as well now. So you can listen to it on both. Um, we also have a SoundCloud. at soundcloud.com slash podcast. Uh, all of our episodes are there. All of the episodes that are on SoundCloud are now on our website because I updated that all over the holiday weekend. Thank you very much. <laughs> on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud, you can follow us there, which we would love for you guys to do. Please do follow us. Please tell your friends about us and have them follow us there as well. Comment while you're listening to the podcast because we love seeing that. Uh, we'd like to see a little bit more of that. And uh, if you don't want to download it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, you can download it there as well. So, uh, those are the things you can do on SoundCloud. And again, it's soundcloud.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at tsunamipodcast. And as usual, you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And as always, and now officially, you can you can listen to all of our previous episodes, uh, podcast.tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, most of the exclusives are there. That's the next thing i got to update. So if something's missing, they are on ToonamiFaithful.com, the main site. So uh, if you have missed some of the exclusives, go there. If 
but I will make sure to update those on podcast as well going forward. And as always, we have what's called a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Please help us if you can donate there. Uh, that would go a long way to doing some of the things we want to go we want to do going forward. Uh, Sketch has talked about getting some songs for the podcast to update some stuff. Um, also, uh, for Momocon, that'll be very helpful for us too. Also, to run the website, to run the podcast, as usual, all this money goes towards everything running the site because, you know, you need money to, in order to do this kind of stuff. So if you guys could help us, it is a monthly subscription. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. So it's about that time to get out of here. Jim, where can they find you? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. You can find me at Baystar underscore boy on the PlayStation Network, at RinOku95 on the Nintendo Network. And uh, if you have any uh, uh, anything you want to watch uh, with my archive streams, as long as they're still up and I also have some highlights, uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash ZeroAlucard27 for my gaming stuff. Okay. Darrell, where can they find you? Oh, you can always find me on Twitter at Ukami underscore Samurai 7. And if you want to ask me stuff, you can do that at as.fm backslash Ukami 75. And if you want to send me any emails, which I know you people won't do ever in your lives, <laughs> um, you can do that at Darrell Maddox at TsunamiFaithful.com. And Sketch, where can they find you, sir? Well, don't feel bad, Darrell, because they never send me emails either. <laughs> <laughs> at least not usually. You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. I have a Tumblr, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, please direct those to sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, instagram.com slash paulpascrillo. And uh, as usual, you can ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash which the same person seems to be asking me, Sketch, and Darrell the same question, which is weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but... Uh, he wants multiple what, opinions. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you want to ask me questions there, you can do that. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, and we do appreciate you guys listening each and every week. Please tell your friends about us, get more people to follow us, get more people to listen, because without you guys, there wouldn't be a podcast, and that's why we do this. But that's it for this week's Toonami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Yeah. Is Darrell dead? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my bad, man. Deuces! <laughs> I'm sitting there going, where's the deuces? Where's the deuces? <laughs> it's not right. Oh, it's not right I at all. I can't see anything. Oh, okay. My vision's fixed. <laughs> oh, no. I actually, hit my, I actually muted my mic, man. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. <laughs>